0: When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once.
2: Welcome into the Starcastic of Mark Studios. Dang, I screwed it up. And along with Ryan, which is me, we have Chris and James here tonight. And uh, we are the official Dallas Stars podcast of the Hockey Podcast Network. We are brought to you by DraftKings. Thank you, DraftKings, for sponsoring us. Make sure you use the promo code THPN the next time you use their app for a special little offer from them. And we would really appreciate it because that lets them know that we send you. Um, anyways, we're going to go ahead and bring Chris and James in to this as always. And anyway, guys, how are y'all doing tonight?
1: Rebranding to tarcastic remarks. I'm very excited for the rebrand that's about to happen. <laughs> the S is so old fashioned anyway. We should have reached it a while ago. I'm so tar-castic. happy we started this. We do need to update our, graphics, uh, graphics. Hey, we'll get to work on that.
2: I worked hard on that. The
1: past, well, it's got an S so. <laughs> it's gotta change <laughs> If
2: I could actually talk correctly It would be a lot more It would be a lot better But anyways um, So alright guys So we have got a lot to talk about Believe it or not um, This is not one of our uh, PGRs So when we started this uh, season We decided to go ahead and continue the PGRs But also continue our weekly uh, Once a week kind of Catch up on NHL news kind of thing And any other star stuff that we want to talk about Uh, That isn't directly related to any of the games. So uh, what we're going to do tonight is uh, we're just going to talk about a couple of news bits from around the NHL and there's some big ones out there. And again, there's a lot. There's lots of injuries we could talk about. uh, Lots of (coughs) signings that we will talk about. Um, And then, you know, some surprise teams that are in the standings. Uh, uh, Hello, Buffalo. We'll talk about that in a little bit. Um, You know, the Leafs kind of made some news this past week with a, a certain signing. And then, obviously, it seems like we've we've talked about none other than Evander Kane this entire offseason, and we're going to talk about him again. Um, but we're also going to get into some star stuff here. We'll talk about Raffle. We'll talk about the goalies. We'll talk about Foxa. Uh, we'll talk about the top six. Uh, and then we'll talk about just the, the general road trip. And uh, then we'll finish off with our uh, first Who Cares segment of the regular season. Currently, the score, and we started keeping score about a month ago, the current score is one-to-one it is a tie between me and chris and james is the one who decides who wins the who cares segment who cares is
1: tighter than yoga pants right now
2: (laughs) love razor oh my goodness man oh razor i hope he never retires i hope he never retires he and he just continues to do it until he's like you know 70 or 80 like some of these other guys. if he retires we riot exactly Uh, at least the stars will Okay guys, uh let's just get into our first little topic uh that we want to uh, discuss and obviously it's uh Evander Kane making news again and uh again not in the positive way. He he has been suspended for 21 games and uh and it's not even because of any of the things that he was accused of. So when he originally was you know told to stay away from the team and stuff like that it was when he was going through those (coughs) allegations from his ex-wife who who said that you know he's gambling on games and purposely trying to lose games basically is what she was uh you know hinting at and uh those were not substantiated at all that the nhl said no that's not happening but they did say hold on hold up there might have been some COVID protocols that were broken and that COVID protocol that was broken was that Evander Kane had a fake COVID vaccination card. Uh, so he suspended 21 games for that, just for lying. Um, is, is that harsh? Is that about right? Uh, thoughts? Anything else, Chris? James, help me out here with this uh, it, whole Evander it, Kane situation.
0: It, it, it's kind of like you got to set standard early. So, the first person who does it, I feel like it's always going to get punished the worst for it, which is how I think it should be. It's 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 telling the rest of the players that they're not messing around with this.
1: Well, and it's also just stupid, because the majority of the NHL, like unlike other leagues, is vaccinated, but there are still a couple of players who aren't vaccinated, and the league is working with them, like... They just said that they don't want to get vaccinated. And they're like, okay, well let's see what we can do about that. Like Why so, you don't her? have to do that. Right. Like there's like you don't like you don't have to you don't have to do that. <laughs> so yeah, Vinner Kane's an idiot. He's dumb. Uh he's a really a really big dumb dumb. He's the new He's the new Sean Avery, I guess. I don't know.
2: Well, I just don't understand the whole the the whole thing. Like, yeah, it doesn't make sense. Like I mean, literally, I mean, we've not, seen them
1: work with players who don't want to be vaccinated. And, There's no reason and, and, for them and, to do it.
2: Right, and and this is not like an anti-vax or a pro-vax thing. Which the I think the whole argument is stupid either way. Yeah, it's People a follow just the rules thing. <laughs> it, it, that's literally what it is. The NHLPA and the NHL sat down. And they discussed the rules about okay, you don't have to get vaccinated, but if you don't get vaccinated, you have all these rules that apply to you. And the the logical thing to do was just get the vaccination. It's not that big a deal. Don't. Make it doesn't it a big even
1: deal. seem like it's a big deal if they don't get vaccinated. Just right, follow and, the rules.
2: <laughs> right, and and the the thing is, is that he just he, just he submitted a fraudulent COVID nineteen card. <laughs> and then now he's out 21 games yeah, and the leading scorer for the san jose documents? sharks
1: you know just yeah. don't forge government documents you know that can't be that hard you know, you I, I, know? I just i, I mean, just i don't know don't i've actually forged some it. tax returns before so it just happens you know your hand just slips when you're signing the paper and just, whoo. <laughs> it's tough
2: so currently in the nhl there are only four players that are not vaccinated uh, and that's according to, uh, commissioner Gary Bettman. So, uh... And it's af- like, it's not like those players aren't playing. No, they're, they're still playing. <laughs> I just, I just don't under... It makes what no I- sense. <laughs> right, I-, I don't idiot. under... He just made a I'm convinced dumb he's mistake. an idiot. <laughs> and it, it seems like financially he's an idiot, and, uh, you know, just... Socially? S- stupid stuff like wise, this? It doesn't yeah, make he's sense. He's just a dumb guy. I, I don't get it. no. Uh, during the uh, during the whole investigation, the San Jose Sharks basically said uh, you're a non-roster player, so don't even bother showing up to a training camp. And they, he and he didn't. And they said we don't want you here while the investigation is going on. Um, after the 21 game uh, suspension came out, he came out with this statement, and this says, uh, "I would like to apologize to my teammates, the San Jose Sharks org- organization, and all Sharks fans for violating the COVID 19 protocols." I made a mistake, one I sincerely regret and take responsibility for. During my suspension, I will continue to participate in counseling to help me make better decisions in the future. When my suspension is over, I plan to return to the ice with great effort, determination, and love for the game of hockey. Um, So that suspension is going to keep him off the ice until at least November 30th, and during which time he's going to be missing a quarter of the season. So... Uh, I, mean, I hope uh, he gets better, that,
1: but he just he just sounds like he's a dumb guy and doesn't really care. So right, so so hearing that. That's my that, final thoughts on it.
2: <laughs> yeah, so hearing that statement, do you do you actually believe <laughs> what he said, or it, is he just you know, is it just a statement just because the San Jose Sharks want him to release a statement?
1: Yeah, I mean he's 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 made three apologies just this quarter, so no.
2: <laughs> and you know my the interesting part of. That particular uh, statement for me is: I plan to return to the ice, and I'm, and here's what I'm thinking: is like if you're San Jose, or you or you're a player for the San Jose Sharks, do you really want him coming back? Probably not. I wouldn't. I wouldn't want him coming back at all. If it if it was me, I would. <laughs> he he needs to go away and stay away because apparently it sounds like the team is happier and better off without him, even though he was the Sharks' leading goal scorer and point getter last season. So, I don't know. The the, the whole Evander Kane protocol thing and saga continues, and uh, it, it doesn't seem to have an end in sight because he's still got the gambling debts that he's still working through. He's, he's still filed for bankruptcy. He's still working his divorce with his wife. Uh there's just so much that's out publicly and maybe it's just weird to, to see because you don't really see this very much but it, it, the whole thing is just odd well, and weird to see
1: that's another thing that makes the NHL better than other sports leagues in my opinion is because the players have more respect for themselves and for the job that they're doing than other sports leagues do so we don't need an Evander Kane in the NHL and I hope he disappears
2: the thing is, is he's a great player. He is. He's very good at what he does. We he have plays. other great
1: players. We don't need an Evander Kane.
2: <laughs> from, from the NHL perspective, I would agree with that. There's other players that can take his spot. But, again, if you're San Jose, I would just say go away. We don't want you, and, you know, we'll, we'll pay your contract out, but we don't want you playing for us. <laughs> just go away and take care of your stuff that you need to. So, anyways, uh, I'll, I'll leave that to that. Um Anyways, uh, interesting story coming out of Toronto, okay? So, Peter Mrazek, who is technically the the backup (coughs) to Jack Campbell up in Toronto, he gets hurt, right? Well, they can't call up Michael Hutchinson because of all these cap constraints and stuff like that. So, what does the the GM of Toronto, Kyle Dubas, do? What does he do? He goes and signs a university of Toronto goalie to an amateur tryout for one game <laughs> as the emergency backup. Uh, these as are the, the kind backup. of thi- Yeah. <laughs> well, well that's true. <laughs> yeah. But those are the things that I guess we'll see more and more often with the whole cap constraint thing.
1: Yeah. I know you put this in there to be as like kind of a short little topic, but it makes me think about how badly written the cap rules are. Like if we're doing stuff like signing university players to one day contracts and like, like the stars did before the season, we finalized our roster with Kiviranta Ranta and Peterson in the AHL. And then we brought them up. Like there's so many loopholes in the cap and it just makes it confusing to normal fans. Like even I was confused when they released the roster and Kiviranta Ronta and Peterson were in the AHL. I was like, what the heck is happening? and then they did the shuffle round and got it sorted out but it's just it's unnecessarily confusing like it it's like doing taxes in america like
0: <laughs> unnecessarily confusing
1: <laughs> just tell us what is what how much money do we have to spend and how could how do we spend it 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 it's so dumb i don't like how it's i don't like the confusion i can't keep up with it and i'm a podcaster on hockey
2: it is very confusing. To <laughs> I, I I went and you know figured out how this was a smart decision by Kyle Dubas and stuff like that for later on as well. It's yeah. extremely confusing. I'm not gonna even try to describe it because I think I, I looked would at it too. It it's
1: genius. The guy's smart. That was a good move. I'll give him that. But it shouldn't have to happen. It we should just have be able to, to call happen. up the AHL guy. Like, come on, come on. So now.
2: all right. So this brings up two questions as kind of follow up questions. Um, and I talked about this a lot with Neil when I did a, uh, when I did a watch along with, uh, the Seattle Kraken versus Vegas game, but we talked about the cap a little bit. And one of the things we talked about is do we go the route of the MLB and just say, screw the cap and just get rid of it?
1: No, that is a terrible idea. The MLB okay. sucks because there's no cap. There's okay. so many teams in the MLB that are good once every 15 years. And that is it. And then the New York Yankees and Boston Red Sox and LA Dodgers are always good. That sucks. MLB is about to switch to cap in the next decade, in my opinion. So no. Terrible idea.
2: Okay. Um, James, what do you have any opinion on that at all? Is why why that would be a good idea, a
0: bad idea? I, I like the cap a lot because it kinda it it makes it more so that you just can't go out and make a super team. Like you you just can't. You can't pay enough people, enough money for them exactly. to come the together and to make a super team.
1: New York Yankees at trade deadline last year, they just signed, they just trade for everybody. That's all, that's all they did. Like, they didn't do anything special. They just took all of the players. Wow, genius idea by the GM there. Like, no duh. So, yeah, it's stupid. I hate the way baseball works. It's not fun to watch, watch roster moves or excuse me it's not fun to watch roster moves or the draft in the mlb just because like if you're the rangers the yankees are just gonna take all your players one day so why bother that's what or it feels red, like to me at least or the red Sox. exactly and right. especially for a team like the stars we are not a large market team we would suck most of the time so even for a selfish standpoint no terrible right
2: idea. yeah and and i made all of those points so I, i'm glad y'all y'all agree with me on that uh that part um i i just don't see what getting rid of the cap would do the reason why we put it in place was so that every team could be competitive and and it puts a cap on that ceiling now there are other ways that the bigger market teams can take advantage of the cap so you know like toronto has you know is worth over two billion dollars and it's the most it's the dallas cowboys organization of the nfl it's the mo it's worth the most and and yet they can pay signing bonuses you know nine million ten million dollars where teams like you know florida and dallas and arizona they can't do stuff like that <laughs> so there, there's still there's still you know things that bigger market teams can take advantage of so and i there, think that cap needs to stay there
1: and there's always going to be things like that like you look back at the uh radulava sweepstakes that we won against the canadians we win because texas doesn't have an income tax Like,
0: (laughs) so you're not going to get rid
1: of all of the advantages. It's just, there's going to be something, but the cap makes it at least fair enough to where every team has a chance.
2: Right. And that's another good point is because every state has their own thing and there's no way to make it a hundred percent flat level, even ground across the board. There's just no way. And And as it shouldn't be, I mean franchises
1: that have that competitive advantage deserve it. I mean, Toronto was a great franchise for a long time, but if they keep on sucking like this, the way they do, eventually maybe <laughs> their franchise is going to start falling lower and lower in the prestige level as i view it as someone who's only been alive for terrible maple leaf teams
2: my the only thing and i understood this point because i made this point when i was talking about you know getting rid of the cap so it, a lot of people what they argue about with getting rid of the cap is that it punishes the teams that are really really good Right. I mean, for example, look at Tampa Bay this offseason. So they they had a they've won two cups in a row now. Right. And they had to get rid of their entire third line. I mean, Uh, is that is that so so that seems kind of unfair if you're a a Tampa Bay Lightning fan. (laughs) I know they've still got, you know, Stamkos and Hedman Vasilevsky. They've still got their core. But that third line is the reason why I believe that they won those two Cups. That third line was huge for the Tampa Bay Lightning.
1: They're still a favorite to win the Cup, and it makes the job of the GM that much harder and more interesting to follow too because you need to have guys behind those guys to follow them up and to be just as good as well. So it makes that more complex, and you want the Cup moving around anyway. You don't want Detroit and Tampa Bay and Toronto to win the Cup And then one other team wins it every ten years. That would be terrible for the NHL in general. You want the cup to move to different places so that different fan bases have these rises and fall and fans and it's kind of more evenly spread out. Like on a just a business level of, of thinking, you want the cup moving around.
2: Right. And we talked about that with the stars, right? I think the reason why one of the one of the reasons why the stars are you know, such a staple in the Dallas community now is because they won the Stanley Cup very early on. And that allowed them to kind of get their market out there. And they had a player like Mike Wadano that they could market and take advantage of. And I think that's why hockey has been successful in the state of Texas. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. and, and so that, I mean, it, it goes full circle all the way around like that. So I, I agree with all of that stuff. And we're good uh, during
1: that time because we have the ownership to spend all that money to get the cup. And then as soon as that ownership is gone, we're nowhere near the cup until right. the cap comes back. So that, right. that's a. I think the Stars are a great example of why you needed a cap and why you want the cup to move.
2: Um, and then the other question that kind of came out of this is, uh, and it, it's kind of frustrating to see these teams uh, have to deal with cap issues and they have to address one, sometimes two less players. And we've seen, we saw that last season uh, with Vegas. You know, Vegas sometimes had to have uh, one less, they play, play with 11 forwards and five defensemen or, you know, 12 forwards and five defensemen. Should a team be penalized for, you know, for stuff like that if injuries happen and then they can't call somebody up to fill a roster spot, should they be able to at least, you know, call up somebody and be over the cap for a couple of days so that they can at least have a full roster? Is that fair? Yeah. That's what fair? I'm
1: saying is the rules need to be changed a little bit on stuff like that. So but there's also ways to take advantage of that too, like the way Tampa Bay did. So it's—I don't know the solution to each individual each individual situation. All I know is it's not great right now. So,
2: well, and that's what I kind of was arguing with about Neil. Is is like you know, no, I don't think any particular solution is the right solution this is just the word the the lesser of two evils is how i described it yeah nothing right? will be
1: perfect but i i gotta i feel like it, there's gotta be something better than what we have right now it just it's too clunky and weird i feel like something there's gotta be something a little bit simpler at least
2: come on gary bettman come up with something for us we would uh we would appreciate it okay uh let's get into uh our next little thing that was a lot that was a good discussion guys thank you Um, let's talk about uh, the standings right now because (laughs) there are (laughs) there are a lot of surprise (laughs) teams in the standings and uh, how well some have done and how well some have not done Uh, so those words (laughs) right so why don't we why don't you each pick a team and it can be either negative or positive and uh, why they're doing really good or why they're doing really bad? Um, I'm
1: I'm going first since you put me on the spot. Buffalo, okay, the easy one. Buffalo wins lots of games. Lots of games wins for Buffalo. Uh, they shouldn't be doing good. Uh, they won't be doing good. Don't read into it too much. They'll start losing soon. Don't worry. <laughs> okay.
0: Uh, my choice is Tampa Bay Lightning right now, actually. So. They, they've played four games, and they've won two, lost two, which doesn't sound bad, right? But they've lost both their home games that they had. They had two home games away. They lost both their home games. And the two away games they won, they won by the skin of their teeth in overtime. so
2: Hey, that sounds like the they, stars.
0: We have been that, on the road that, the that's whole time. That's the biggest that thing. That's, that's, I think and that's we had it back-to-back. Back. Them losing both of those home games is... It, it, it doesn't make them look very good right now. So,
2: Okay, so get this, too. I, I, w- I was going to point out Tampa Bay, but I'll pick somebody else. But look at their goals against. Yeah. <laughs> their goals against for Tampa Bay right now is 17 goals against in four games. And that's, that's with Andre Vasilevsky. That- Holy crap. Red that's downright bad, i <laughs> That say.
0: That is. Red scored six and lost. <laughs>
2: I know, I don't under oh my goodness. I, that tells I you how so bad so the red wings
0: are. I, I was so mad when I watched Sheesh. the highlights for that game.
2: Yeah, I know. I can't believe some of the and then there was the uh oh what was it? It was a St. Louis uh yeah. Arizona it's, game. It was seven yeah. to four. Oh, my, oh goodness. my goodness. it's like,
1: wow. Gotta love football.
2: Okay. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, right? Um, so yeah, so since you picked Tampa Bay, James, because that you stole my pick, I'll go with the O and four Montreal Canadiens. Now, uh, in some ways, I saw this coming, but I s- I didn't expect this. I-, I didn't this expect it to be this <laughs> drastic. And you know, I understand. You know, they don't have they they lost a ton of guys, right? So, cut like Ken K- K- is gone. He signed an offer sheet with uh, Carolina. Carey Price is in the player assistance program because he's having some issues. We don't know what. uh, We're praying for for him, hoping that he's okay. Uh, Shea Weber is out for the season and maybe maybe for the rest of his career, right? Exactly. So that's three big guys right off the bat. And then, not to mention, you know, the defensive forward of the year, in my opinion, Philip Deneau is gone. He signs a contract to Los Angeles. And then, just some of the stats I'm looking at. Uh, they're they're zero four. They've scored three goals in four games, and we Sounds thought like the, the stars. Star, but we
1: won two games,
2: and yeah, we thought the <laughs> stars were scoring bad. And then here's the other thing: fifteen goals against in four games. That just absolutely blows my mind. And I understand Carey Price is not there, but Carey Price did not have a good regular season last year, and Jake Allen. Uh, yeah, had a awesome. decent one and and it, it, it man i feel really bad for this team right now because they go all the way to the stanley cup final and you know they're a cinderella team they pull off the upset against toronto completely swipe the floor with winnipeg and then beat vegas and then now they start this season zero and four uh, yeah, it, it, it's just rough to see
0: it, if i if i may just just a little bit on that they did like Barely make playoffs. I think they they weren't they that last seed by the end of the regular season, like last seed in the in the North Division, which wasn't (laughs) wasn't the strongest that year. It was the worst division, easily. So I I I think it's not too surprising that they wouldn't make playoffs, but it's definitely surprising that they're as bad as they have been.
2: Right, like I I did. I'm not saying I expected Montreal to be you know. uh, top of the league and everything like that i mean yeah. i i don't expect them to make the playoffs this season just because of the injuries it reminds me of the stars last year uh but i i just i didn't expect him to be this bad and and it really sucks for me because i have caulfield on my fantasy team he's getting me nothing so um and one other one other team i wanted to mention uh that i'm you know and we we played him last night is pittsburgh you know, despite all the injuries they have to really key guys, three other top six forwards are out. Crosby, Malkin, and Brian Rust. And you know, they still put up a huge fight. And uh they haven't lost in regulation yet. They're two oh and two. So uh you know, props to Pittsburgh and Tristan Jari looks like a monster right now. He looks really good. So and he he, he is really trying to make up for the uh the the playoffs where he really was you know, didn't look very good. So uh, th- that's another team I just wanted to mention yeah. and uh, it, throw out there.
0: If I want to mention one more team, real quick, is that Chicago hasn't won a game yet. So there. I'm okay with that. I'm happy <laughs> with that. I'm more than okay with that.
2: Man, I'm, I was so sick of seeing. Oh, they're gonna make the playoffs again, and they're gonna, they're gonna, you know, they're gonna go to the Stanley Cup Finals.
1: Bro, you were tooting there I hard gonna... too. Maybe not that hard, but.
2: No, I wasn't. They signed oh just because you signed Seth. You Jones. said they
1: were gonna they were gonna beat us in the in the standings this year, so
2: No I didn't. I had the stars second.
1: You remember I that? don't remember. It's too late. Yes.
2: Yes. I had them second and I had Chicago missing the playoffs, getting sixth in the division. So on you, Chris. Anyways. Okay. Um anyways, uh is there any other teams you want to mention or can we move on? Move on. Okay, so let's talk about a couple of uh, signings slash extensions, whatever you want to call them, because some of them are extensions, some of them are uh, signings. Um, obviously, Brady Kachuk gets signed. Uh, he, doesn't, he didn't play against the Stars on uh, Sunday, but uh, he did sign for seven years at $8.2142 million per. Um, you got uh, the New York Islanders who signed uh, Pollock, who, who is you know half of their top D pair to eight years at $6.15 million, so that's a really good contract for him. And then this one kind of surprised me a little bit, and it's a little scary when you because you consider it uh, talking about Klingberg as well, but Boston signed Charlie McAvoy, who is a young guy, to eight years at $9.5 million per, uh, per year. So uh, anything about those three contracts that uh, you want to talk about?
1: Brady Kachuk is getting way overpaid because he's got a good last name. So there's one. 7 years is crazy too. Like what on earth? That is not from what I've seen from him, that's not the guy you're going to build your team around, but go for it, I guess. I thought the McAvoy signing was really good for Boston and for McAvoy.
2: So, I'm going to completely disagree with you on the Brady Kachuk thing. He is, he he is a he is he will be the next captain of of the Ottawa Senators. Yeah, I I at really 8.2, you oh, better be. And and he, I really think that he's worth that eight point two. I really. I do. just
1: don't see him as a centerpiece to a Stanley Cup winning hockey team. It well,
2: and and, and, and see, I do. So, so 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 what? See, this is a good discussion to have. So what 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 makes you think that he's not that centerpiece guy? He's what not that impactful
1: that... on his own in games, and that's what you need when you're trying to build a new a new franchise. When you're trying to build a franchise right now. So he he can't really take over a game from what I've seen in my opinion so he, so he he seems decent he seems like he could he's definitely a first line guy but I don't know if he's if he's the guy the, the so way his brother is
2: okay so you, you think that he's he's a good player but he's not a guy like a a, a Nathan McKinnon type or, or, or old like Jim Ben or, I was actually going to mention that too, as an old Jamie Ben who can yeah, just. I mean, that's go closer to mode. his
1: play style, too, is more power forwardy, But it just doesn't. Just like his dad. Yeah, so. it, it just doesn't feel like he can take over a game the way, the way Ben was able to when he was named captain. It just doesn't feel like he can have enough impact. Not $8.2 million worth of impact, at least.
2: Okay. Um,. The the only other option I would see for Ottawa be, having their captain would be Thomas Shabbat. and he's another guy that that's completely underrated that doesn't get talked en- uh, about enough. Because um, he play in Ottawa. Yeah, because he plays in Ottawa.
1: And no one lives there. Yep. Except for and the hockey players.
2: Except for the hockey players. The coach and doesn't the, even live there. He and and the commutes. main. And the main. <laughs> and the main politicians in Canada too live there. Okay, so. Uh, what I wanted to to kind of to kind of segue from from this a little bit is just the amount of uh, defensemen that were signed, uh, starting all the way back last November, all the way to now, uh, with especially with the Charlie McAvoy signing. I thought he got a little bit overpaid, if you ask me. And I'm a little bit surprised that uh, Boston gave him the nine point five because typically guys in Boston don't sign. For you know their full value because they want to, you know, be able to contend with a good team. So <laughs> I I, think I'm it's a little high. surprised.
1: I so, agree, but McAvoy is the guy you're building your décor around in the future too. Like it, we're running, we're running low on the Brad Marchand and all of them. There, that line's coming to an end soon here. So McAvoy is investing in your future, and you're investing in the guy that's gonna push you into the new era of Boston hockey too. So and for 9.5 million he better be working his butt off to do it well.
2: And I'm not saying he's not worth that, but just the fact that he's he's in Boston, he's a good defenseman, they've got a good team right now. They're they they don't have much time to uh to get another Stanley Cup for guys like Marshand and Bergeron and stuff like that. Um, I'm just surprised that they sign him to uh not not necessarily the amount of years because I think the years is what they both wanted but just the cap hit I think was just very surprising
1: to me well I think the reason that those other great guys signed for so little at Boston because they want to play with the same guys too it's not just because it's Boston and Boston is a great place to live and everything it's because they like being around the same guys and the same management that they've been with McAvoy doesn't have those allegiances yet but if you sign him for 9.5 at 8 million when he's not fully proven guy yet you will build that allegiance and you'll maybe want guys to come in and play around him and sign for a little bit less to do so.
2: Right. <laughs> NFL fans hungry for a big win this week? DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, has got you covered. New customers can bet just five dollars on any NFL team to win their game, and if they do, you win two hundred dollars in free bets. Winner winner, chicken dinner. It's that simple. If sportsbook is isn't available in your state yet. DraftKings won't leave you empty-handed. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes all season long with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Sports Contest. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now, use promo code THPN, bet just $5 on any NFL team to win their game, and win $200 in free bets. If they win, you win with the promo code THPN this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 years of age or older. New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com/sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. <laughs> so, um, anyway, jumping from Charlie McAvoy, and we can include Charlie McAvoy in this conversation, but I'm just gonna throw some names out there of guy of defensemen, and most of them young okay, you know, like 25 and under, that were signed to, you know, enormous extensions or, you know, big money uh, this offseason. And so I'm just going to throw some names out there. So along with our own and you've got Sergeyev, who's who signed a, a really good bridge-friendly deal with uh, Tampa. you got Seth Jones, who signed a massive one in uh, Chicago. Kale McCarr, Tyson Berry, Dougie Hamilton. Uh, Zach Ravinsky is 24. He signed a big one. Alan Pellick, the other half of the New York Islanders' top uh, top pairing. And you've also got Darnell Nurse, who we all thought got way overpaid. And a lot of people uh, talked about that. Um, you got Neil Pionk, Perenko, Hronik, Darlene, Quinn Hughes, who got signed recently, Ekholm, Pollock, and Trayla McAvoy. And those are just defensemen that have been signed to big contracts, you know, since uh, last November and some of these numbers are just kind of staggering so looking at some of those contracts um, what which of these players do you think lives up to their contracts and which ones do you think maybe falter off to the side a little bit maybe the end of their contract is they're not worth what they are at the end of their contract like they are now is there any any guys like that or any guys you just want to talk about in general?
1: I mean, I think the Miro a contract, especially looking at it in retrospect to after the full offseason being officially done now, that's an amazing signing. <laughs> like, that's that's a crazy good deal, especially compared to what the market ran. And so good to get it done before the other deals were done. So that's going to be the best signing out of all of these. I'm totally convinced of that. And then... I'm going to agree with everyone in the entire hockey world. Seth Jones is going to be not good in four years. Three.
2: Oh, <laughs> I was thinking three years. Maybe that. Maybe that. Um. The.
1: That's a real possibility.
2: The one signing I'm worried about is Charlie McAvoy because when it comes to John Klingberg, does that raise the ex- expectation for the amount of money that John Klingberg will get? Does it or does it not?
1: Yes. Um at, at this point since we didn't make an extension during the off season, the likelihood that uh Klingberg goes to UFA talks, at least talks with other teams is nearly 100%. So I wouldn't I wouldn't, I
2: wouldn't say that far, not right now.
1: I would not expect a signing during the season. I think it's very likely he at least talks to other teams. And I am I'm not holding my breath for him to come back.
2: James, do you agree with that?
0: I, honestly, I have no clue. So you
2: I just really out the, yeah. <laughs> what a gentleman? Yeah. Perfect words by James Chambers. Um, but but I mean, he's not wrong though, right? In some ways, yeah. I mean, Chris says that it's a hundred percent he's going to the UFA market. I just. I have no clue. Um, I don't think he will. I think he will sign before the end of the season. But um, there was that uh, report that came out. I think it was on uh, 32 <laughs> Thoughts, the podcast, uh, with uh, Elliot Friedman. And uh, they were saying that he was looking for somewhere between eight and eight and a half million for like seven or eight years. If that's the case, then that would have been signed
1: immediately by Jim Nell.
2: Well, There's no reason know. not to sign that. I don't know it, it the only problem is that how old is uh is john Klamberg right now you tell me i think he's 28. If so I remember you don't correctly. even
1: know he's asking me the question trying to make me look stupid that, well look i'm the
2: up. one that's stupid yeah look it up real quick My, well, either way he's not 23 24 he's 27 28 29 something like that and but if you mm. sign him to an eight-year deal by the end of his contract he's going to be 29. 35 30, he's 29 so that's so that's even older than I, a little older than i thought so at the end of his contract he would be 38 i mean most okay. 37, is at the end of his
1: career when his contract ends right Ooh. but
2: most 37 and 38 year olds are not as effective as they are when they're you know 29 30 and that's can put a real you know damper on the cap if he has a really bad contract like that.
1: And if that's the case, John Klingberg is not going to sign anything less than $8 million. He, I mean, he does he, not $8 million, eight years, uh, or, or seven years. And, and what either, either way, you're getting the same kind of thing at the end of his contract. So I, I don't see us signing a four, five-year deal with him. I don't think he would go for that. I think he has given, he feels like he's given a lot to this franchise, and he feels like he deserves to end his career with this franchise, and... If Nil wants to make the, like if the rumors you're saying are really true, the eight and a half, and we're not even going for that, then I think he's making the bold decision to let Klingberg walk and make Haskin and the, the big boy, and do something else with that money. So, like, because if it was if it was truly eight and a half for eight years, and this is the best market for puck moving defensemen that we've seen in the past decade, why would Klingberg not sign? This is the perfect time for Klingberg to sign. So unless Mills is trying to play hardball and get every penny out of him that he can before he signs him next off season. Uh, maybe, but like 8 8 is not that much for a guy like Klingberg. And if it's truly the term, then he's walking either way. I don't think he takes less than less less than 8. I don't see it.
2: Yeah, I, 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 it, it just worries me, and I, I agree with you that he does deserve to get paid because uh, the contract that he did sign with Nil the first time, that it was, it was viewed as an absolute steal. Uh, Every contract he signed with
1: the stars is a steal.
2: Yeah, I mean, he signed for I think it was like, it, it wasn't above four and a half for like five or six years. I think was his last contract, but uh, it, it, it was a complete steal, and
0: just. You know, just real quick to just throw it out there. Next year is when Pavelski and Radulov's contracts end, right?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Maybe he's waiting to see what he can fill with that extra cap space and see how much he actually can give Klingberg. Like, I, I that again, just speculation, but like, truly, Maybe we don't know. Maybe a certain
1: know. Buffalo forward.
2: No, don't, no, don't you dare start doing that. No. Throw
0: that little hat in the ring.
2: No, uh-uh, that's not, ha- no, that is not happening right now, no. Jack Eichel is not going to be a Dallas star, Tyler nor do deal we 2.0? Want... <laughs> that would mean we would have to, we, we already talked about that. We'd have to give up Rope Hins, Jason no. Robertson, a first round. No, you, you know, don't. Crazy stuff like trade, no. yeah.
1: But, I mean, right now, he's not playing anyway.
2: Yeah. Eh, that's true, that's true. But, oh, man, you just you just opened a can of worms with that, Chris. Close that back up.
0: There's worms everywhere. No, no, I collect them and put them back in.
1: All right, what a great way to end the NHL segment with some Jack Eichel. Stuff.
2: Yeah, I know, right, exactly. All right. All right, Chris. Uh, so one of the things we wanted to talk about, uh, and we haven't talked about enough, and we were talking about this off air for a little bit, but uh, – how about the play of Braden Holtby and Anton Hudobin, and you know, go ahead and throw Jay Gottinger in there too, down in the AHL. Yeah, yeah. All three of them have been fantastic. Uh, uh, what's your What's your thoughts on how they've been playing uh, so far? You know, early in the
1: season. Yeah, we haven't seen a a bad period from the goalies. We haven't seen a bad goal from the goalies. They have played. We pretty seen pretty fluky much
2: goals, which is not fair. Fluky goals, especially on Holtby.
1: I mean deflections. I wouldn't call that fluky. I would say there's nothing you can do about that.
2: Yeah, right. That's well. That's what i mean. That's I guess that's a better word. Whatever. Uh, yeah. I mean fluky, I, fluky goals that are just fluky. Not,
1: in my opinion, is like something crazy happened and there's no reason it should have gone in. Like if if you're
2: you uh, no, not no in front, reason. It's just crazy. That's, that's creating traffic
1: in front. Yeah, that's a good way to score, especially on our short goalies. But I, I shouldn't just <laughs> short, smaller. <laughs> I was about uh, to say we're
2: short. We're we're short. Not not them.
1: I'm not trying to play goalie for an NHL hockey team either. So Dude,
2: pay me $750,000 and I'll do it.
1: Huh. <coughs> Dude, I would pay them $750,000 to do it. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, our goalies have been stupid. Uh I think both their save percentages are like around 950 right now and their goals against are both below 2. And that's just dumb. So, we just wanted to mention that real quick. That's crazy.
2: And uh, this, you know, does this make Jim Neal look like a genius right now?
1: Oh yeah, he looks he looks big smart time right now.
2: And not to mention uh, the fact that you know th- when we first signed him, everybody was like, "Oh holy crap, what's going on? Why are oh, we well, getting brain I that with
0: y'all too. Y'all remember that, how upset y'all were? I, I was very upset. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm still upset. <laughs> I'm still upset <laughs> yeah, because I'm gonna I. Stop being upset.
2: Ottinger is still down in the AHL and he's destroying everybody in the AHL right now. I'm still so upset
1: about that as well.
2: But, anyways, uh, this whole situation has me upset. I know it, it, And we're, it's and we're like, doing good. It's working. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, uh, and the, the other thing is, is the the cap hit that uh, Braden Holtby's on two million dollars, man. For for a starting goaltender who's looked as good as he has so far, that's insane. That's, uh, that's got that's got to be the best contract uh, right now on the stars. At least right now, right now it looks like it. Ah, so Jason
1: Robertson's contract is pretty good.
2: Yeah, that's also. <laughs> it's true. not really fair though. <laughs> yeah. Um. Uh. You would probably call me a liar if I told you at the beginning of the season that Roddick Fox would be leading the Stars in scoring with a goal and three assists, and Michael Raffel would have two goals and be leading the Stars within the first week of. Uh, this season how about those two guys
1: that's crazy fox I, I has played great he's played really well in the offensive zone his face-offs he's been one of the best face-off guys behind jamie ben at the beginning of the season and just offensively all around he looks so much better so and that's what we were hoping for with his with his healed his healed fingies yeah and his his fingers are working right now
0: yeah are his we sure wrist. he didn't have like a wrist injury before <laughs> He just didn't know it. it was just playing. With he a, just kind of yeah, His whole out. career. <laughs> his whole career. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Ruffle, I still I, I still
1: don't believe in it. I, I mean.
2: No, watch I him. I watch him, watch him. In He's in the offensive go, zone. Watch him. He's going to go score 30 goals this gonna season. Now He's going to make ways.
1: you eat no his, his no words. No <laughs> I'm going to keep saying this. He could score 50 goals. And he, if he plays the same way that he's playing right now, I will keep saying it. He looks so uncomfortable in the offensive zone. Every time he put he touches the puck, it explodes off his stick. But the two times he's been able to explode it in the right direction, I mean that's that's all that's what it feels like to me. I don't know.
2: I mean that slap shot on Jari was it holy was sweet. crap! That was I was crazy. like, <laughs> he looked like Dennis Garionov taking a shot like yeah, that. Yeah, I had like, no Geez. idea who shot that puck. <laughs> yeah, I know. At first like, I was like, no. I, I thought that was Garionov. I was just, I thought, oh, good for Gary, he got a shot. And then I was like, wait, that's not Garionov. What? ruffle what i was, like, hey, I was that so number? confused exactly right <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly what... <laughs> <laughs> all right so uh oh logan hey man how's it going um logan is asking what will you do if he scores 30.
1: i will continue to say the same thing i will not back down <laughs> and if he is scoring 30 then that means that my jinx is working so you better be thankful
2: right keep the jinx going keep the jinx going. Um. Uh. Okay, Chris. And then we. And then we. We have to mention the obvious because. And because we mentioned it, just about every PGR uh, this past week, but the top six have got to produce. But uh, can you tell us why they're why you think they're trending in the right direction? Because you kind of talked about this a little bit off air.
1: Yeah, they're definitely going to get better. Uh, we see from the top guys. Let me just give you their their shots that they took. Uh, at the end of that game. Hold on I'm, on, I'm on the wrong tab. Okay, there we go. So Tyler Sagan, this is the Pittsburgh game. He ends that game with five shots on goal himself. That's just Tyler Sagan. And that's perfect. That's what that's we need good to Tyler see. Sagan. That's what we we want him to shoot the puck. Alexander Radulov, two shots. He looked way better in the last two games than he did the first two games. The first two games, he looked like an idiot. The next two games, he looked like a legitimate offensive threat. Uh, Peterson, which we didn't know we'd be saying his name, but he's not backing down from his first goal. He's still pushing offensively as he needs to be doing to keep a roster spot on this team. We don't need another defensive guy. We need Peterson to be an offensive guy. He's still trying to do that. And he would have had
2: a second goal if he had just elevated the puck a little bit. That shot was fantastic. If he had just elevated it a little
1: bit. The shot was bad. The positioning was good. (laughs) But it's got to get over the pad. Like, everybody knows that. But moving on, Guryanov, three shots. Play him more, please. Yeah, he had... Him and Hence both had three shots. They both the had line. less than 13 minutes of time on ice against Pittsburgh. Play them. They both would have had five shots just like Sagan if they had that much ice time. Uh, Jamie Benn, two shots, but he also had five hits in the Pittsburgh game. But remember, yeah. those hits were skewed. Um, and his face-offs have been great. And this minute he moved to back to center ice in the third period, he looked, like, he looked so much better moving all over the ice, having big impact in the game. That was great. So, yeah. Those big guys are coming up in a much bigger way in the last game and especially in the third period and look for that to transfer into the home game whenever we're very excited to be playing a very bad hockey team at home to start off the season.
2: So uh, before we get to the home opener uh, on Friday, um, what are y'all's thoughts uh, just from this past road trip? Anything in particular that uh, we haven't mentioned yet?
1: Yeah, I mean... Overall, it ends being a successful road trip, even though in the middle of us losing those two back-to-back games, it felt really bad. So <laughs> it's funny how easily it flips on a short road trip like that, but it, 500 at, during a schedule where we had uh, four games and six, bu- and six nights, that's, that's good. That's not even just like passable, that's good, especially for the teams we played too. We played Boston, we played Pittsburgh, we played New York, they're supposed to be good as well so i I really liked the way that we played on that road trip overall
0: my my biggest takeaway from the road trip was uh special teams we need to be better on those special teams It was Across been the board good, both sides we've been okay on the penalty kill. I won't say that our penalty's been off well we were good but, except for the except for the senators game
2: you know yeah. I guess that's true okay I'll take that back and, I take yeah, that
1: back. I, I thought the first two games it was very good yes yeah, yeah, so,
2: okay yeah it was. But, but the, the
0: power play games. has to be way better. And the like, power play is not is even not close. Good.
2: Yeah. yeah, And, you know, speaking of the power play, let's, I would rather see – I don't mind the dump and chase. I thought about this a little bit. I don't mind the dump and chase on 5 and 5 Okay? I don't mind that. But when you've got an extra guy on the ice, I would rather see us carry the puck into the zone when we're on the power play because well, obviously they're, the, the dump and chase is not working on the power play. And
1: there's got to be some kind of play that we can get into the zone with. But, like, right now it feels like there's nothing at all. So I, I agree with that too.
2: Um, Logan has a good question for us, um, and this is something that I've noticed uh, recently as well. Um, is there any chance Hintz has a lingering injury? He will come off the ice sometimes for four to five minutes early this season. And it, I think uh, Rick bonus was pushed a little bit by a, a question. I, I think it was by uh, Saad. Uh, Saad Yusuf of the Athletic, and it didn't really. He, he didn't say yes, he also didn't say no. So, is there a chance that Hintz still has an injury of some kind?
1: I mean, I think he's still dealing with whatever it was. It was something different, like before the season started. Remember, we thought he, he wasn't going to play the first game. We were, we, we were, we did our preseason podcast expecting that even. And he he was in the lineup, so I think he's still playing through something. But even with that, he got better as the road trip went on too. So I, I think whatever it is, he's he's coming off of it, and hopefully he he picks it up.
2: I'm just hoping that uh, defensively, because I I'm I've still got those two uh, goals you know stuck in my head where he was the main catalyst as to why those goals were scored against us. So uh, I, I'm just hoping that. Uh, that he, he gets better as uh, the season goes on and uh, you know and he we did so see we yeah we did see a really good shift at, I can't remember what game it was now, but it was in the final minute of the first period and he had two really good game. prime yep, Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh game, game K. So the Pittsburgh game. So he had two really good opportunities.
1: And then so, he played uh, really the whole top six played great in the third period of the Pittsburgh game. Like it wasn't even the whole team even it was it was primarily the top six too is what it was. And that's why it was such a stark difference in my opinion.
2: Yeah, we need to see that for the full 60 minutes, though, because that second period was really bad right. against the Pens.
1: And that's um, a welcome to the Stars Fan Nation statement.
2: Right. Full Seriously. 60 minutes
1: and score goals. That is the, that is our, that is our mantras.
2: Score goals, full 60 minutes. Okay, guys, uh, let's get into our uh, who cares segment for the evening. James, would you like to go ahead and introduce this since you can be the judge for this? Because obviously okay. I'm going to win
0: yeah right so the who cares segment is disney songs specifically disney so you can't do pixar or something like that it's disney songs is it disney animated movies or is it disney it does not have to be animated it can be from the live action movies doesn't matter live action
2: movies really okay all right and i did not do any i did not do any uh research for this whatsoever so this is coming off the top of my off the top of my head, all right. So do you want me to go first, Chris? Or do you want to go first?
1: You can go first.
2: Me first. Okay. Um, I I wish I could say a whole soundtrack, but I'm not going to. Uh, uh, but I love the whole soundtrack of Brother Bear. It, I think it's a very underrated. Uh, the whole soundtrack
1: of Brother Bear is your but, number three song. No,
2: no, that, but that that's what I'm getting into. So my number my number three from the <laughs> Brother Bear sound soundtrack is on my way tell LA. everybody I i'm have on that. my way i love that song that's <laughs> that's number three for me i could have told uh you chris who do you, you got
1: top three yeah all right number three the reason why i asked the specification question it is evermore from the beauty and yeah. the yeah. live oh, action. oh
2: that, that, you already win too. dang it
1: i already won with number you three. you already won, already yeah, won I,
2: you 30. already won with your oh. first choice Although I'm surprised that you're number three. I'm, I'm interested because I would put that as my number two. I forgot about that one.
1: The, the uh, classic mo- the classic ones have to go above it still. It, it gets on the list because of how great it is, but classic still. Four, seven, eight, even though I'm more. not in the contest. You're a but great that is, singer, right? That
0: Evermore is yes. also my number three. So.
2: Oh, so James, you got some too. Okay.
0: Yeah, I actually have them this time.
2: <laughs> yeah, good. Yeah. Okay. All right. So I guess I'll do my number two um my number two is uh at last i see the light from tangled that's my number two uh i i love the the movie in general um that's about it <laughs> all right. i i i love that whole i love the whole scene the whole scene of yeah. uh, of all the lanterns and everything and then the song is absolutely perfect so anyways uh uh, that's my number two, Chris. You're what's your gonna notice
1: two? a theme here from my songs, and I okay. you won't be able to guess my favorite Disney princess movie. But number two is Gaston from the original Beauty <laughs> and the Beast movie. <laughs> yeah,
0: that, that one's pretty good. It's so, amazing.
2: Do you like uh, the Do you like the the new Gaston from the from the live action? I thought it oh, was yeah, okay. Great. I
1: like I, him. I it. I just yeah. don't think the song is as good. It's o- it's over. It's uh, overdone. I, it's just yes. a tavern song, Agreed. Agreed. and they turned it into too much. It's got to be a tavern right. song. Yeah, right.
0: Okay, okay my, James. Num- my number two is from Frozen 2. It's Show Yourself. Everyone talks about Into the Unknown. Show Yourself is amazing. That's my number two. Sorry. Oh, okay. Mm. Now we
2: have to have that discussion before, we- before I go on. Mm. Okay, because everybody talked about it for the longest time. Which one's better, Into the Unknown or Show Yourself? Because James already said, he said, show yourself. Okay, Chris, so which one's better?
1: I don't want to answer until James makes his decision later. Yeah, yeah. Well, you <laughs> I, I will make it unbiased. I, I don't I believe swear. you, James. You're a liar. <laughs> <laughs> um,
2: I, I still think Into the Unknown is better. That's my opinion. I, I think it's a better song than Show Yourself. Show Yourself is awesome. Don't get me wrong. I'm not. It's nothing against show yourself. I just love Into the Unknown so much. Uh, but but uh, Chris, I guess we'll ask yours later, okay? Uh, here's my number one. And uh, obviously you can, y- y'all both know I'm a huge Phil Collins fan. That's why uh, the Brother Bear song was number three. But for me, number one is You'll Be In My Heart from the movie Tarzan. That is my absolute favorite 100% Disney song. I love, I, and, and I'm, not, I, I'm not a big fan of the version in the movie. But I'm a huge fan of Phil Collins' version. Mm. It is fantastic. I don't know. That's really I don't know that absolutely amazing. fantastic. That,
1: that version's not on the soundtrack.
2: <laughs> yes, it is. It is on mm. the Disney soundtrack. Mm. It counts mm. as a Disney mm. song. So, okay. So, what's your that's number pushing one? The
1: la- that's pushing the boundaries okay
2: but it's still there it's on it's i don't belongs know james to you have
1: to take that it doesn't matter i'm gonna win this anyway. you already won yeah, number yeah, so one Evermore, is yeah. at last i see the light from tangled Ooh.
2: okay so <laughs> your your number one was my number two <laughs> that's my number one <laughs>
0: i'm so good i'm so good i am the yeah, best the ever title of the song
1: it is that oh no it's i see the light it's
0: i see the light
2: i see the light whatever we, we all know the song we all know the song yeah uh, but you know, at least I hit at number two. I guess I was, yep. it, I guess it, I was wrong. Is,
0: uh, I feel like okay. th- I just like too many Disney songs, but Chris hit two of mine. So.
2: Oh well, I mean, he he w- yeah he no no with with his first pick he won immediately, and I'm, I mean I even. I mean, I bow to you, Chris. It that was, was over
0: as soon as I said that word.
2: I, I no, yeah, as I, soon as you I, said, I, I had mine in my
0: head before too. So like he didn't. As he said it, I was like, oh dang, he got it.
2: <laughs> uh, yeah, this is over. Yeah, um, but uh, you know, I've actually got a uh, a plan that Amanda and I did a long time ago. Amanda is my wife. For those of you that are listening that don't know, uh, we went through <laughs> every single Disney movie from Snow White all the way to current and my plan is I'm gonna put them into a tournament you know like a March Madness tournament style of all the songs that we picked and have them go head to head and see who wins because you know there was like several years ago they had like a, a March Madness tournament but with all the the Disney and the Disney Pixar movies and all that stuff yeah and I, and I was like hey why don't we do that with songs I still haven't done it, but now that's on my bucket list. So we'll see how that goes. And there's so many other songs that I love. It's so hard just to narrow it down to three, right? Is that fair to say?
1: Yeah. 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 But I did it. Yeah,
2: I did Yeah, I'm happy with it. it. I I did it too. But, I mean, like, there's so many of the the Frozen songs that I love. Uh, You know, Logan's talking about Lion King over here. Yes, Lion King is Disney. And there's all those songs from the Lion King soundtrack.
1: You don't even remember the so, songs though, because Simba's dad dies. Goodness. That's <laughs> <Lots of> all <laughs> I can remember.
2: Yeah, I know. I, I apparently killed that was apparently apparently that was my favorite movie when I was two. And I would watch it like five times a day. And didn't matter. Every time Mufasa died, I would cry for like 15 minutes. And mom would have to come in and like console me.
1: That is the correct response. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so Okay, guys, uh, I think we're going to call it an evening. I I was planning on this being like 35 minutes, ended up being over an hour. So, we have two strong opinions on children's movies. Yeah, I know. On Disney movies, yeah, and Disney songs. (laughs) Anyways, guys, um, we're going to close up shop for tonight. Thank you guys for tuning in. Uh, Make sure you follow us on all social media platforms. We would really appreciate it if you guys uh, would just leave us a like, a comment, subscribe, all that sort of stuff. uh thank you guys for watching the stream tonight but also thank you to those of you who are listening on the podcast side the next morning um you guys listening allows us to do this stuff for free we love talking Dallas Stars hockey and Disney songs as well so anyways guys uh thank you once again for tuning in we'll catch you on the flip side we hope to see you guys once again and good night